Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hey everyone, just me at the top of the show to one, thank everyone who's been coming out to the Catfish these last seven weeks. You're about to hear the final of those seven, plus the final of the year. So huge thanks to everyone who came out, huge thanks to the Catfish as well. Those people there are very, very good people, so go and support the Catfish if you're in Melbourne. Now, this episode is the final one of the year. Next week, what we're going to do is we're going to have a best of, and the week after that, we're going to count down. So we're going to do the top 10 episodes voted by you. So go to my Twitter page. It's the pinned tweet. I've also got it on my Facebook page. Find out, vote on your favorite episode of the year, and then we'll count down from 10 to 6 next week. And then on New Year's Day, you'll have 5 to 1 there in your, in your little podcast folder, whatever you listen to. Right, so um, thank you to everyone who's been coming out. I'm doing a whole bunch of shows around the country. So I'm starting in Perth, then we're going to Brisbane and Canberra and Melbourne. In each of these cities, I'm doing a stand-up show plus the podcast, sometimes multiple podcasts. So for all the dates, for all the details, go to joshearl.com.au slash gigs. Please, I would love it if you buy some tickets. I love performing in different cities. And I think the shows I'm bringing there are very, very good. So go to joshearl.com.au slash gigs. So Perth and Canberra, you're having the stand-up show Talks, Brisbane and Melbourne, the new show Modern Contemporary. If you want to help support the podcast and you're not in those cities, you can always become a Patreon subscriber. A brand new episode went up this week with Beck Petratus, Xavier Michaelides, Marcel Blanche DeWilt and Cass Page. Super, super funny. And you also heard the unedited version of this episode that you're about to hear now. Now, the reason there's a bit edited out is, now I'll give you a trigger warning before this story comes up, but Claire tells a story that may or may not be true about when she was 16 and she was planning to lose her virginity with a, a man who was a, a, a bit older. So if that is uh, triggering for you, I'll do a warning so you don't have to listen to it and I'll tell you exactly when you can jump back into the episode so you don't have to miss out on the final round as well. Anyway... Enjoy your break over summer if you get one, or winter if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, and hopefully uh, you come back in 2020. We'll have a whole bunch of more episodes. Anyway, this is the final one with Will Anderson, Silly Picola, Charlie Pickering, and Claire Hooper. Enjoy. Welcome to Don't You Know Who I Am, the podcast that asks who knows whom, who knows what, because who knows why. My name is Josh Earl, and this week on the internet I discovered not one, but two Josh Earls that share my name. Amazing, there's more than one Josh Earl. But the thing is, both these guys, they both live in Springfield in America. Different Springfields though. One Illinois, one Maryland. Not funny, but it's the last show, so... I found 186 Josh Earls. We're running out, guys. I can't always talk about the fucking baboon, okay? So, 
Hey, if this is your first time to the podcast, what took you so long? We've been here for seven weeks. It's going to be good. No, what I do, I get four very, very funny people and I quiz them all about their lives. So let's meet them now. Our first guest, according to the website WikiVerge, they describe her this way. She looks quite tall, but her exact height is not known right now. <laughs> Can you please welcome with Silly Pacola? Come sit next to me. That is a, that is a real shame, because I don't know what my height is either. Do you want to stand up? I know mine, so oh, we'll yeah. see. Do I look quite tall? By the way, I'm excited about that. Who's, who's taller? I'm taller, so you're not that tall. So ah, you're, uh, God damn it. I hope someone updates it to not as tall not as Josh as tall. Hello. Hello, how are you doing? I'm so hungover. Ah. But I have an excellent reason. Yesterday was my dog's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and the good news, they have seven birthdays a year, so that's seven days of drinking. That is useful information, Joshua. Thank you. You've just been come back from Tassie. You've yes. been down filming. Have you yes. finished filming? We finished filming season four of Rose Heaven and yes. we're in... Yep. And, and uh, we're in the edit at the moment. And how were my people? Were they good? Were they good to you? <laughs> the people of New Norfolk were vocal. Oh, no, um, they're not my people. I'm not uh, going We did not go to Bernie, but no. um, uh, Tasmanians in, in general were lovely. We had a good time. It was the first time that we did not film in the middle of winter. I was going to say, yeah, that's spring smart. and secret spring... Way better. <laughs> but, like, legit, not only was it not freezing, there was actual baby animals. Ah, oh, that's what you want. That's what I had a question. No, yes, there was. Um, but we had a lovely time. Thank you. Also joining us is a man who shares his name with a ride supervisor at SeaWorld in Orlando, Florida. Please welcome Charlie Pickering. <laughs> Ride supervisor. A ride supervisor. That's a job title that sounds like it has authority until you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're a ride. Su- oh, right. Yeah. You're like that high. Yeah. So I can, get, I can get on. Celia, you can't get on. Yeah. <laughs> I really hope there wasn't a photo taker of me doing that then. That was, um... <laughs> but, 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 gotcha. Last week there's a great one of Harley. So, uh... <laughs> he did the eyes. It was funny, someone said. So. Okay, cool. Nina Ayama was here. It was fine. She signed oh, off on it. Okay. Wow. All right, our next guest shares her name with the manager of a Nando's in the UK and a Welsh lawyer specialising in personal injury litigation. Can you please welcome from the Great Australian Bake Off, it's Claire Hooper! Yeah. Hey, Claire. Hi, Josh. How you doing? Great, thanks. Um... Welsh seems like the wrong accent for any kind of law, doesn't it? <laughs> You're not there. <laughs> not <can't>... guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was that was a bit more Scooby Doo than Welsh. It was. No, uh... no, no, no. I think it was very good. Yeah. It's innocent. <laughs> so, so in also that... a bad accent for law. Yeah. <laughs> Every single case, the lawyer said I would have got away with it if it was those meddling kids. <laughs> <laughs> Also, finally, is a man who shares his name with a Melbourne archaeologist. Can you please welcome it's Will Addison? <laughs> hey, Will. Hello. Do you know about the archaeologist? Has he hit you up? No, but I bet he fucking knows about me. 
<laughs> Which out of the two of us is fucking up his Google searches? <laughs> well, he goes by William. Oh, does he? Yeah. Do you reckon he always did, or is that, have I forced <laughs> that change? Because you were at Triple M, the home of rock, and he deals with rock. So he's, you've even fucked him up there as well. It's a good point, actually, because yeah. even if you Google Will Anderson rock, yeah. and he also loves sport and comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and M's. <laughs> Three of them, yeah. so. <laughs> All right, our first game today is called You Can Quote Me On That. Now, this is a new game that none of you have played before. But I'm playing it because not, none of you are really on Twitter in terms of telling jokes, okay? But you are very funny in your interviews. So I've gone through all your interviews <laughs> oh, online. sweet fuck mm. you, poor thing. Yeah. And I you love just... how Josh said you're not on Twitter telling jokes, which is code for you just fucking plug shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you plug my stuff a lot, Will. I'm very thankful that you're on there still. Okay. So, so I'll read out a quote from someone, one of you four, and if okay. you think you know who said this... Buzz in your names, your buzzers. You get a point if you get it right, a point to the person who actually said it if you're incorrect. So you can't lose points. So don't worry. You look I'm just worried because I'm just the shit that I would have said when I'd been doing comedy for five minutes. Like, <laughs> the thing with comedy is, yeah, I'm just very fearful I of the I didn't go wank. back that far. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, who said this? Writing an autobiography is like bringing yourself to climax with a rolled up picture of yourself. Will. Oh, Will buzzed in, yes. Celia. No, it was Charlie Pickering. Oh, yeah. Charlie. I forgot, I forgot how I was meant to call in, yeah. but I was doing this. Pointing at him, but I didn't even get that clue. That was, I mean, that's probably the best interview I've ever done. Yeah. Well, it was actually someone quoted you saying this in an in a interview. No, it was a review about uh, books, I'm guessing. It was on readings. I'm guessing they were yeah, reviewing right. books. I just did control F, Charlie Pickering. There we go, found it. My favourite thing about that was the reason I said Celia was because I looked at Charlie and he had such a look of admiration of that quote. I was like, <laughs> I must be Celia. And then I just realised, no, Charlie loves Charlie shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, if I'd read that, I'd be like, I'm, I'm going to go and see that yeah. show. <laughs> I like the cut of his jib. What a witty must, young man. It must be a constant source of sadness to you that you can't see your own shows. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like, like to like think... Every opening night, just I, my, uh, I'm just, just sad that Charlie going, couldn't be here. I mean, see, you know, just every night I going, catch up you on lucky, lucky but, uh, bastards. <laughs> I like to think that's a sadness shared, guys. <laughs> I don't think I'm... <laughs> Yeah, Charlie loves his own stuff. Stays up on New Year's Eve. He's like, yeah, that guy's right. You should kill cops. (laughs) Someone's got to say it. And uh, three seconds before the fireworks is definitely the time. (laughs) Question two. I talk very fast and I run like a goose. Celia. Charlie. I heard Celia first. Who was it, Celia? Will. It was you, you dead shit. What, what I love, Celia, is that I didn't answer because I assumed it was me. <laughs> well, I thought it was Claire, but she went, oh, so I thought she was going to answer. I was like, so it can't be Claire. That idiot gave herself away. Fuck, I don't run like a goose. Thanks, no. past me. I don't think you talk fast either. But Do you know what? I would I say that. I would bet anything that every single one of the four of us talk really fast and I run like gooses. Geese. Geese, everyone. <laughs> well, talk, talk too fast to get it right. I only sure. run after geese. 
That's because he wants to have a gander at them. Yeah. Ah, yes! I oh, said that I looking at Celia because I knew you'd like it. That's I got it. you back. Didn't realise your you kids were here. <laughs> <laughs> Just getting in for him for Christmas. It's going to be a good cracker. Okay. Uh, oh. Question three. <laughs> Baby balls are cuter than shaved balls. Baby balls are cuter than Enrique. shaved balls. Uh, yes, Charlie. Um... Claire Hooper. No, that was Will Anderson. Oh, wow. that for Will, yes. I don't. See, it's funny. Claire has kids, so that'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Will doesn't have fucking kids. That's not okay. He's was just... that said after peering through some fucking binoculars? <laughs> what was the quote again? <laughs> Baby balls are cuter than shaved balls. This is from Tofop. This I, I got it from your podcast. Okay. Yep. Sounds like something I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know? I think you can get away with it because you don't have. To have seen baby balls to know they're cuter than shaved balls because on, literally a, anything in the world is cuter than shaved balls, right? That's true, but like, also so it's just a logical. You can just see baby balls without it being, yeah, like a terrible thing. Like, can you? <laughs> if I googled it, I wouldn't use my computer. But I'm, <laughs> I mean, in real life, I have nephews. Like, yeah. you know, it's you can oh, see it's baby sounding balls. heaps better. <laughs> You're not allowed to see your nephews' balls. Yeah, you're like, hey. I have access to kids' balls, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Ready access it's and not often weird unsupervised. If we're <laughs> Next question. Thank you. <laughs> I'll bet a kidney that Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire began when he realised that Ayatollahs in Iran rhymes with Russians in Afghanistan. Uh, Will. Yes, Will. Claire Hooper. No, that's Charlie that's Pickering. Oh. Another one there for Charlie. Did yeah, you enjoy that? Sorry? Was that good? Yeah, I knew, I knew that. That was recent, though, so... It's not as good as the rolled-up picture of yourself, <laughs> but it's all right. It's okay. It was on Twitter as well, so... Yeah. yeah. I actually got one from Twitter. Okay, here we go. Question five. Comedy should be judged by the type of laughs you receive. A giggle is worth two points. A snort, five. Beer out the nose, 50 points. Claire? Yes, Claire. I just remembered how to play. That is... <laughs> I mean, I've known every single one. I don't even know this one. But I'll okay, get Will. No, it was Silly Pecola. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, that in makes my sense. mind, I was like, mm, please, no. Me? Was it Good really? One. Yeah. What did that relate about being points? What did I do that? No, you were talking about... Someone asked you about... It's not great. It's no Charlie Pickering. <laughs> we? I mean, it's fine. It's no baby balls, is it's that what you're no saying? It's no baby balls. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think, you know, you were talking about reviews and saying that, you know, oh, it's okay. so subjective, right. so it should be more like, like gymnastics, where it's like, oh, you do this, that's good, that's a point, you do this, that's a point. Cool. The highest one I've ever got is someone peed, peed themselves. I've had one pee in my career. Oh. That's good. That Not you know about. <laughs> that I know about, yeah. So was I, but it was a children's show. Ah, uh. so easier. <laughs> it's a, yeah. I've had a vomit. I've had a kid in the front row at 16 just do a massive vomit that the show had to stop for 10 minutes and I just moved. It was, luckily, it was early in my career, so I could move everyone to the side. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just avoid this. <laughs> <laughs> and then the cleaners came in. I got a letter from the, someone in the audience saying, you should have made more of the cleaners coming in. You weren't as thankful to them as you should have been. Oh, jeez. So I was like, I'm sorry, I wasn't expecting it to happen. So uh, and who, then, who fucking writes that in a letter? Did you say someone wrote you a letter saying? Well, they wrote to the comedy festival saying, "Can you please pass this on to Josh?" Oh my god! For next time, for next someone time, someone vomits in his, his show. I, I just love the idea that you took that constructive criticism on board, 
And the next time someone vomited, you were like, hello. Yeah, here we go. Someone's going to sh show some gratitude to the cleaners because that's showbiz. Well, I thought I was very nice to the cleaners. I let them do their job and didn't talk to them. That's what you want at your job, isn't it? Oh, that's Ooh. such a bad attitude towards cleaners. <laughs> They're people, you know. Next question. This ties in nicely. You're not better than me. Celia? Yes, Celia. Charlie. No, that was Claire. Put there for Claire. What was that in reference to? Again, well, surely all four of us say that. What did, what did I say? It was a, you were wearing a T-shirt that said that on it. And it was, that's oh, all it was. So, yeah. That's right. So I was in a half marathon. So um, I had You're Not Better Than Me on the front of the T-shirt. And I had, um, what did I, on the back it was something like, better than you. <laughs> yeah. So people running behind you would be So like, everyone yeah. behind me knew that I was better than them, but the people in front knew, you're not better than me. <laughs> if they ran backwards and looked like... Yeah. Oh, sure. And they if they're beating you by doing that, they are better than you. So, yeah. <laughs> that level of aggression really puts the fun in fun run, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I was feeling pretty cocky about doing a half. <laughs> all right, next question. I have no affection for squirrels at all. Charlie. Yes, Charlie. I thought I knew. It's Will. You, you are correct. It is Will, yes. Will does not like squirrels. Yes. Point there for Charlie. What's your problem? <laughs> because Actually. they're ugly balls. <laughs> uh, the baby ones. Yeah. Now. With squirrels, they're yeah. called nuts. <laughs> <laughs> they are not, because that would cause confusion <laughs> in the squirrel community. Some poor kid gets told to store his nuts for winter. It's a confusing time for a young squirrel, Charlie. Yeah. And don't get me started on the squirrel grip, because in their community... Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a layered joke, because the squirrel grip is when you grab the balls, but they're also squirrels, and we're talking about balls. Anyway, hey, I'll just keep them simple on one level for you guys, but it's like a three-level Christopher Nolan Inception-style fucking joke that I've just given you there. But anyway, whatever. Balls! Okay, we got you back. Everything's fine. Baby ball. Like, whatever. I'm just trying to pretend like I totally knew what screw group was. <laughs> Joke's on you. Now I do. <laughs> Question eight. Tonight, you know who I'd marry at first sight? I wouldn't. What a fucking ridiculous thing to do. Charlie. But I, if I had to, it would be someone who watched the ABC on a Wednesday. <laughs> yes, Charlie. Uh, I'm glad I came in early. <laughs> Although three of us... Are on ABC on a Wednesday, but that's Celia Picole. That is Celia yes, Picole. Yes. that one. Fuck that show was so fucked. It is. It's such Married a Fester, It's so fucked. <laughs> the end. <laughs> so I remember that. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Next question. If the trees in your backyard have an abundance of offerings, suddenly you feel that everything is going to be okay. Charlie. Yes, Charlie. Claire Hooper. You are correct. Uh, yes, it is Claire Hooper. Yes. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's going to. Someone's going to get that real fast. <laughs> How'd they what? go this year? What? How did they go this year? Trees? Oh, look, it's a bit too early to say. The, pl the plums look really good. We lost a lot in those strong winds a few weeks ago, but um, I think it's going to be a good year. <laughs> Thanks for the I, update. Yeah, yeah, I have a commitment to your level of honesty in answering that question. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. just the way that you have just gone, nah, I'm just going to give him the yeah. actual lowdown. I'm not going to fluff this up because this is a show <laughs> and I'm talking about the trees in the backyard. Yep. Well, last year we did a cornfield, but we didn't do that this year. We did a uh, flower patch instead, mm. and it was really good. <laughs> Welcome um, back to Claire Hooper's Harvest Report. <laughs> <laughs> so, my question is, any squirrels? <laughs> <laughs> no, just heaps 
of rats, actually. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I do not recommend growing food in a backyard in Brunswick because the vermin that it attracts all ends up in your roof. Um, I saw a fox in Northcote the other day. Yeah. I didn't think that would... Foxes aren't around, are they? Oh, yeah, they love it. Yeah. Anyway, there's lots of chooks. There's lots of foxes. Ah, oh, Northcote people love their chooks. Yeah. <laughs> What's happened to me? Anyway. Uh, last you, question. You fell into my vortex. I did. <laughs> 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 Let's get back on track. Last question. <laughs> you could just fuck a skeleton. It wouldn't be weird, right? Wow. Um. <laughs> I feel like this is probably me. <laughs> Charlie. Yes, Charlie. Will? Yeah, you are right. Yeah. Yes, it is. Because <laughs> I thought, oh, maybe it's me again. <laughs> but then I'm like, no, nah, it'd be real hard for me to fuck a skeleton. <laughs> yes. Well, not really. Depends oh, on yeah. Well, you could use something with it. It's just oh, a bone. Yeah. Nothing to use the squirrel grip on, though. <laughs> yeah. I like that uh, Will really took the heat off the kids' balls obsession by saying, <laughs> just going to fuck me go a skeleton. Stra- just go straight to necrophilia. Cool. It's not necrophilia once they're a skeleton, surely. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon there's a period in between Best death kid. and skeleton where it's necrophilia. No, it's Councillor, be... I hope this is going somewhere. <laughs> I'm no fancy big city lawyer, but I my wish... client clearly <laughs> fucked a skeleton. <laughs> Not but a dead body. No, 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 you're on No, the case demands that they are still <laughs> dead. In yeah, which case, like necrophilia still stands. Okay, but if I put my dick in an urn of ashes, is that... <laughs> <laughs> I rest my case. <laughs> I'm going to allow it. <laughs> you know what's great? Next time we play this game, you'll have so many good quotes for Will. <laughs> At the end of the first round, the scores are Celia on one point. Go for Celia. Claire on one point. Will on one point. But on six points, it's Charlie Pickering. I'm glad I took it so seriously. (laughs) All right, this round is called Year Book. The only thing I regret, Charlie, is you weren't in the audience to see how good you were there. It's like you've saved yourself a seat as well. There's an empty seat. Like this has the feeling of an intervention. <laughs> it's like a, it's very confrontational so no, far. No. All right, this round. <laughs> join in if you know the words. It's called Yearbook. Excellent. Now in, uh, that doesn't make it better. <laughs> well, you stepped over the first one, so I thought, do I do it again or can I get away with it? But I thought I better do it again. Now this round, we talk about those moments from high school that have stayed with us, and today we're talking about a young. Josh Earl. Yes, it's about me. Now, in high school, I would have football training each Wednesday evening in the wintertime. And then I would walk home through a paddock. But what happened on the walk home one night that made me scared to do it for about a month afterwards? Was it A, as I was walking through, I was trapped by a group of swooping plovers. I was stuck against a fence for an hour until a man coming home from work, who lived across the road, picked me up bodyguard style and carried me out of the paddock. (laughs) That's romantic as fuck. Yeah. Was it B, a man in a car followed me, rolled down his window and asked me to stop. He then got out of his car and told me he'd been watching me at footy practice and wanted me to join his running stable. One detail about this man is that he was telling me all this 
as I was staring at his hook that he had for a hand. (laughs) Or C, a goat bailed me up and I couldn't escape. After about 10 minutes of staring this goat down and it bleeding at me, I tied my football boots together like nunchucks and then ran at the goat screaming. I never walked through that paddock again. Now, one of these is true. You have to ask me as many questions as you want, but bear in mind, I want some of you to get it right and some of you not to get it right. Can I ask... Uh, <laughs> yeah. You ended that last one saying you never walked through that paddock again. Yeah. Never did. Whereas you started the story saying that you didn't walk through it for a month. Didn't, wanna, didn't yeah. want to walk home. Oh, I didn't want to walk home go, yeah. for a month. There's right. a lot of flaws in uh, number three, though, because if Josh had a one-on-one fight with a goat, he'd be dead now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Story checks I'm out completely. I'm still confused by the first one. I don't know how you get swooped by a group of angry plumbers. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Why are the plumbers in the field? <laughs> did you, did you, when you were down in Tassie, did you experience plovers? No, I have, what, what is that? They're a plover? A plover. You're making this up. It's, Pl- like, a, it's like a... Plever. No, not plever. Okay. No, that's, that's fake, fake leather. Okay. Uh, it's, it's a bird. It's like smaller than a magpie. But uh-huh. they've got spurs on their wings that, like, we were told as kids there's poison on those and they're trying to hit you to protect their babies. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. Yes, there is. Yeah, plover seasons. Well, like, it's like October, isn't it? When they become really aggressive if you go anywhere near their territory. But they hang out on the ground, like, at ground level, don't they? Yep. They, they nest on the ground. No, do they? Yep. They right, Because they nest go. sometimes on the well, football. That doesn't make sense. And how stupid. do you swoop from the ground? <laughs> Right? Surely they're running at you if they're coming from the they're ground. Did they swoop at you from the sky, Josh, or did they run at you from the ground? From the sky. Ah. Yeah. Well. They so are the scary. <laughs> I promise they're scary. All right. Uh, are they as scary as a man with a hook for a hand? Yeah. <laughs> Asking you to join his running group? See, his running like stable. Running stable. Yeah. Someone in the in the audience yeah. is like, yeah. Like, well, yeah. I imagine if your coach had a hook for a hand, you would run really quickly. <laughs> That might have been his technique. Uh, yeah, the man... I mean, so you didn't join the running I stable. I didn't join the running stable. Okay. No. If you keep saying running stable, it sounds like you're a horse, right? Is anyone else going <laughs> to just say running? Did he say running stable? Yes, it was the running stable in Burnie that would train for the Burnie Gift, which is a 120-metre foot race. Right. Uh, on New Year's Day, they have. Why is everyone in Tasmania saying things so weirdly? <laughs> Foot race? What else is it going to be? Hand race? You're running. It's a yes. running race. Could you Sorry. imagine having to run 110 metres on New Year's Day? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fucking nightmare. If you put a KFC at the end of it, I do it. That one seems like too many weird details. Because when was this hook hand? If I've never actually, you know. I was in year nine. Okay. And did, did you know Hook Hand previously to this? Because if he was like a famous coach of this like Bernie running squad, was Hook Hand... I knew the man who had you the You knew Hook Hand. Hand? Yes. And the story was that he lost yeah. it fishing. <laughs> he saw the hook and went, oh, that... No. He, no. Uh, <laughs> he was putting dynamite into the water. Right. Blowing it up and then just collecting all the fish that had yeah. been stunned, put them in, and then he held it too long or didn't... Drop it quick enough. Oh my god! But then from then on, he didn't need dynamite to catch fish, yeah. did he? <laughs> Just <laughs> reach on it. Put some prawn on it. Go. Put the bait on. <laughs> Is it possible all of these things happened? Yeah. Only I feel one. like Hook Hand's a true story, regardless of whether this particular. Yeah, because incident if you know, knew who he was, and what creeped you out was that he mm. just was in the field, and you. I'd never been yourself. that close to a okay. Hook Hand before. Okay. <laughs> okay, I think it's probably the birds. 
the birds? I think that's a thing that would happen. Well, but then again, year nine, you should be able to fight birds by then. I used to, <laughs> I used to walk around in high school with an umbrella because I was scared of plovers. And if they came, I would put the umbrella up and just walk as if, like, oh, they can't hit me because I'll hit the umbrella. But I didn't take an umbrella to footy training. Okay. Mm. I think it's a bit, it's bro- I'm going to go with You birds. go A, you plovers. lock in yep. A. Um, I'm going to lock in C, the goat. C, the goat. Really? He <laughs> <laughs> didn't even ask any questions about the goat. He's just been so certain. Um... I'm really torn because there's something about the phrasing of the hook hand anecdote that just makes me feel it. But then also I've lived the plovers. So um, I just I have to go with I have to go with the plovers, Josh. The plovers, the going A and Will. Oh look, you know, I was gonna go with the birds too, but hook hand's much more fun, so I'm gonna go with hook hand just for fun. The correct answer is B, the hook hand! Yes! Ah! Hook hand! Come on! Ow, 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 yeah. ow, ow! <laughs> So, three points for me there. Oh, I got wow. three points. Will wow. got one point, yeah. So, yeah, John McLaren is his name. Yep, good running. He, he tra- he's trained all these people. Like, yeah. he's really good. Did you end up having a better relationship with I him? I never talked to him again. I said, okay. no, I, I don't want to join your running stable. Can I go now? I don't want to join your stupid <laughs> running stable. You big weird hook hand. <laughs> is there a chance that this is literally how he identified local talent, though? Like, because yeah. he did, just did the creep out method and then wanted kids to sprint away from him and he had, like, a stopwatch? <laughs> In the other hand, he's like, get him a van, I've got a hook hand. Bang! Oh my god, it's Usain Bolt! <laughs> so at the end of the round, Amazing. the scores are Celia still on one point, Claire on one point, Will on two points, but still in the lead on six points is Charlie Pickering! <laughs> also, I'm on three points, so I'm coming second. Oh. This is great. So. Boo. Alright, this round is called Yeah, Nah, Yeah. In this round, I'll read out a fact about each of you. You'll get. If you think you know who, like, uh, you ask some questions, see if it's true or false. Uh-huh. I normally have it written down. I didn't yeah. write it down. Uh, <laughs> you get one each. You ask some questions. If you think it's true, you say, yeah. If you think it's a lie, you say, nah. You get a point if, you get, if you're right. They get the point if you're incorrect. So here we go. To Claire. Now, Celia wrote a scene for Rosehaven that centred around a petting zoo solely for the purpose that she would be able to go to work and get to hold a baby goat. Yeah or nah? You can ask well, some questions. <clears throat> I mean, does this have to be in the past or can it be in the future as well? (laughs) (laughs) Because if so, I don't need to ask any further questions. Like, that's a great idea. But also, baby goat, that's very specific. Baby goat is the cutest of the baby animals. Goat or duck, a sambaya. What? Ducklings? Oh, yeah. They're the cutest of the baby animals. Goat, duck, Susan (laughs) DiMarchi. <laughs> that's a baby animals joke. Uh, oh, that's a, yeah, right. For okay, anyone yeah, who yeah, yeah. wasn't, oh. yeah. uh, I knew I knew it wouldn't go well in the room, but I reckon <laughs> I, there's a I few people listening like, okay. who will just be like, "Okay, no." Thank Susan Demarche is listening right now, yeah. going, yeah. "Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> did Did Luke want to pet any of the animals? No, because <laughs> Luke wanted to cut the scene <laughs> often. Oh, oh, right, like it repeatedly ended up on the table as a conversation. Yes, he okay. would talk about cutting it every time. We looked at that script and I said, nope, it's in. Why? If why? you get your sunscreen, I get a baby goat. <laughs> um, <laughs> Speaking what of else? another Tasmanian who walks around with an umbrella. That's, yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Celia, what else have you written into Rosehaven purely for your tactile pleasure? Um... <laughs> 
fair question. Spoiler alert, this season I get a rabbit. I um, mean, what else have I done? I got to slide across the bonnet of a car. In oh, season one. yeah. Uh, um, what else have I written for my pleasure? Uh, Luke and I have realised that we haven't written a scenario where our characters like someone romantically who doesn't like us back. <laughs> <laughs> What's the point of having your own TV show if you can just not get rejected? It's fantastic. Oh, another handsome man in love with me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say yes. Yeah. You are correct. I this did. is the truth. Yeah. 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 It was the best day of my life. And the whole morning I wrote a song. It went, baby goat day, baby goat day, baby goat, baby goat day, baby goat day, so baby goat. What season was this in? Three, I think, yeah. the last season. Yeah. yeah. That's, is that when you felt comfortable going, yeah, we can get the goats? We're getting a goat. ABC's yeah. going to sign off on a goat. It was great. All right. Cecilia, now when Will was working in Canberra, his job was to go and check if Laurie Oaks's door was open. <laughs> One day it was, and Laurie was sitting in his chair. Will could not tell, though, if Laurie was asleep or dead. So Will crept in and went to check if he was breathing. <laughs> Just as Will went to check, Laurie Oaks did the biggest fart Will has ever heard in his life. Wow. And Will left knowing that he was alive, even though the room smelled like something had died. Wow. Okay, I don't know a lot about Laurie Oaks particularly. I'm assuming this is when you were being a, you're a journalist? Yes. <laughs> well, I, I wasn't even... A I mean, it does also sound like a prank. Could be a... <laughs> no, I wasn't, I wasn't even a journalist at that stage. I got this job while I was at uni, like, working in the Canberra Press Gallery. But basically, my job was, like, I was the bottom-rung person in the office, in, like, the... Um, in, in our office. So I had a myriad of responsibilities, one of which was literally having to walk down to... In the old days, before email, they used to put, like, all the ministers would put press releases in these boxes and you would have to go down and clear out the box and deliver it to all the various different journalists. And one of the jobs I had was I had to walk past Laurie Oakes's door because Laurie Oakes has a tradition because he was the best journalist in the Canberra Press Gallery. So he would keep his door open unless he had a scoop that no-one else in the press wing had. And if he had a big scoop, he would shut the door. And that was his kind of like saying to everybody else in the gallery, I've got a story. See if you're good enough to find out what the story I've got that I'm going to run with is. And so one day, I'm just going by checking. And he's there and he's got the door open. Either sound asleep or dead, as I know now, sound asleep. But at the time, did not quite know and did not know what I was really meant to do. So I only really took... Like, I didn't go the whole way in. Like, he was kind of... A, about halfway back in this room was actually where I, like, you could see him. But I went about halfway in and just as I was about to test if he was like, you know, see if he was alive, like just in his sleep did one of those massive sort of like sleep farts and I'm not good with a sleep fart or a, <laughs> or a fart in general. I get grossed out by those sort of things. So I see a flaw. Mm. If the fart was, as you say, one of those, and I'm quoting you now, massive sleep farts, then why, if Laurie Oaks was in fact not dead, did he not awaken from his slumber? Oh, he, he may well have. I don't know. I literally left. Like, what would you do? Well, you'd see you... if they woke up straight away. Like, the time between fart and No, 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 that was enough for me to go, close. he's alive. <laughs> All I wanted to know was... What Ow, is, that's yeah, how quick. Yeah. Ow. Yes. Gone. For two reasons, Celia. Embarrassment and fart. <laughs> If he was dead, would you... No, no, no. I went closer to investigate. <laughs> I was like, I've got to smell what Laurie's been eating. Everything, it turns out. No, I mean, you'd see if he woke up, if he went, 
if you if you Oh yeah, that's up. what I wanted to do. Be there when one of Australia's <laughs> most respected yeah. journalists woke up from a fart that was so loud yeah. that it awakened him from his midday yeah. fucking nap. Yeah. For me to be there like, hi Mr. Ace. You go, hello, I'm Will Anderson, I'm an archaeologist. <laughs> <laughs> um Look, it's just it's just I mean, I don't know. I want it to be real because how funny. I mean, who did you tell? Did you run and tell everyone or did you go, he'll be embarrassed, I'll get he in trouble? He went in and closed his door and said, I've got the scoop. I've got that scoop. Um, I, no, no, no. I, I, I did not tell that story to any of my work colleagues. I've told it to many people since. But uh, Have you but told no. it to Laurie Oakes? <laughs> no, dear God, no. He's got a good sense of humour. He'd find that actually quite insulting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, watching people when they sleep is not quite what, you know, that Aerosmith song makes it out to seem as a romantic gesture. Um, no, I... Um, the song is Dude Looks Like a Lady, he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Laurie, Oaks looks like, Laurie Oaks in an elevator. You know that song. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> uh, well, I would love it to be... I'm going to say it's true. You are incorrect. God it was a lie. Point of the world. But yet his no, job some of was to true. go and... Yeah. yeah. Check if he was... Yeah, Laurie door was open. did fart one time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, my job was to check if Laurie Oaks's door was open. That bit of it was true. The fart bit, Josh made that. Yeah. God damn it, Josh. You're going to point Will. Okay, so to Will. Now, Charlie recently was witness to a car accident where the victim asked Charlie for his number to pass on to the insurance company in case they needed a witness. Charlie hesitated as he wanted to give a stranger his number. And even though he cringed saying this, he replied... Look, if you need me, you can contact my manager. Just Google Charlie Pickering. You can find it. I mean, story checks out. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, okay. Um, okay. So, what did you think that was this in Australia or in New York? No, this is in Australia. Okay. Yeah. And this person didn't already. That would be fucking bold to play that game in New York. <laughs> to be in New York going, I mean, come on. But this person didn't already recognise you as being Charlie Pickering? Uh, they did. Oh, great. Oh, all right. So that was why you were a bit hesitant. That was why I hesitated. So if they recognised you were Charlie Pickering, why would you then have to say to them, Google Charlie Pickering? Because they know you that you're Charlie, Charlie Pickering. Why wouldn't you just say, Google my manager? I'll, I'll be really honest. At that point, I was panicking. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really uncomfortable social interaction at that oh, point. Oh, I find it hard to believe that you would find it awkward if someone recognised you. <laughs> I, uh... No. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> wasn't your accident. This is a fucking great day for you. You've you know... seen an accident and been recognised. Yeah, do you know how many accidents mm. I have to stand around <laughs> to get someone to fucking recognise me? <laughs> <laughs> You've been there on that corner with that laser pointer all day. <laughs> I actually, I, I look up the database of accident black spots around the state. No, I'm at a cutout of Tom Gleason and Briggs next year. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it was, it was mildly uncomfortable because yeah. I didn't want to be involved for a start. Like, okay. I don't like to involve myself in someone. Well, you were a witness to an accident, though. Like, didn't you feel some social contract and responsibility to? To be the witness in that situation? How are they not capable of sorting that out themselves? Well, sometimes there'll be a he said, she said, or he well, said, it he wasn't said a situation. Fucking call. No one was on the ground. It was what just was a little accident? bingle. Describe the accident. Someone made a right turn into Glen Ferry Road uh -huh. without looking where they were going and they, they ran to the back of someone. Okay. That checks out. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Glen Ferry Road yeah. is a road. <laughs> and cars do make right-hand turns. 
Yeah, yeah, I get that. All right. Um, yeah. I, I'm going to say... Well, would you give okay. your number to... So if someone asked you to be a witness, uh-huh. would you give them your number? Yes, absolutely I would. Fucking hell. I don't answer my phone. You must not. <laughs> <laughs> give anyone my number. I don't care. They can leave a message and I'll decide whether to get back to them or not. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, okay. That's I, so 1950s. Uh, no, nah. You want to say nah? Nah. You are correct. It was nah, nah. yeah. Point there for Will. Yeah, I just want to clarify, I, w- I would absolutely not do that. Like, I just, you know. I, was, I, I witnessed an accident and got to be like, I got to go to court and everything. Got really? summons. It's really exciting. You missed out. I've got one. What? Um, uh, <laughs> anecdote, that is. <laughs> I've been to court one time. Uh, I was getting a lift home from a... Uni, when I was doing the uni review, anyway, he got pulled over for running through a red light and he was going to contest it. He's like, can you be a witness um, for me? And the reason he got off the case, is got off the charge, is when the policeman put the report in, they said it was two men in the car. Oh. And then in the courtroom, oh, yes, let's just say, blamo, she's a lady. Get this <laughs> case out of my courtroom, you fuck. Yeah. Um, to be fair, fair enough. And I... <laughs> I would have loved if you'd gone to the whole thing of kind of dressing up I like did. a man at the... Oh, no, 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 no. And like when oh. you went to court and then kind of reveal, but I am a lady! Look at my vagina! <laughs> damn it, I did, I did my Aerosmith dude looks like a lady joke too I soon. Know, I know, I know! Hello, just stopping the podcast here for a little content warning. Claire is about to tell a story about when she was 16 and was planning to lose her virginity with an older man. So if you would like to skip this story and you can go forward five minutes and 35 seconds. Anyway, yeah. All right, now, Charlie, (laughs) when Claire was a teenager, she was scared that she would never lose her virginity. So her and her friend hatched a plan to call the friend's uncle and ask him if he would take Claire's virginity. He very politely said yes, but Claire never followed it up. I mean, fuck me, that was <laughs> harrowing. That was just a harrowing... <laughs> so you can play this two ways. So hang on, it was the, fr- it was the friend's uncle? Yeah, friend's uncle. Yep. Hot uncle? Was he... Yeah, it looks to me like that. Yep. No, I didn't actually. I just was referencing the fact that you're an uncle to people whose balls you see. Um... <laughs> But this was, like, not your uncle, right? No, this is not... Oh, my God, no, that's, that, that, It wasn't no. as clearly worded as it could have been. I mean, the reality is so many men... <laughs> so many men are uncle to someone. So what does it matter that he's an uncle to my friend? Like so, just... hang on. I, I don't think anyone's... I don't okay. think anyone has disbelief that an uncle exists. <laughs> Sorry. I don't okay. think anyone's going, fucking uncles? What? What is that? I've never heard of it. Like... No, okay, so your friend's <laughs> uncle agreed to deflower you. How old were you? Yeah. <laughs> Why did you have to say it like that? <laughs> I actually thought it was the nicest way of saying it. <laughs> I believe if I'd said pop your cherry, it would be uncomfortable. No, you're right. Now that I've heard them both out loud. <laughs> <laughs> so how old were you? 16 or 17. Wow. That is, a fucking, that is a fucking How indecent proposal. That's Don't know, but I reckon 20s. Maybe like, you know, like as in definitely the younger brother of my friend's parents. You know, my friend's mother. 
but old enough for it to be a crime is what we're saying. Like, yeah, I th- in, yeah. But yes. no crime happened. You didn't. Fall no asleep. crime happened, and you know what? This is weird because this is no laughing matter. Obviously, this oh, is like an not. awful, like an awful thing. That if if this had been a reality, it would have been a terrible thing. But I just made the proposal because I was a very pragmatic young woman. I was like, I'm busy. I got a lot. Of, I got a lot of schoolwork on. I got a lot of trees. Virginity is embarrassing. I can just get rid of that easy peasies with an older person that I trust. Of course, they're trustworthy. They agreed to sleep with me. So I didn't know I booked Ronnie Cheng on the show tonight. Like, what is what that kind of planning of going? Right, I'm too busy to have sex, so I'll organise someone. Let's go tick that off, and then I can get on to the important Jesus, stuff. How how else do you lose your virginity? Well, uh, when a man and a woman love each other very much, they lay down. I don't have time for love. I am trying to remain top of the class in calculus. Thank you. That's definitely not a way to lose your virginity. Um, (laughs) So the the only thing that I have trouble... Well, I've got trouble with many aspects of it. But but the the idea that you would choose someone who is going to hang around, like he's going to be a part of... Like, it's not... Yeah, I guess that is like the he's worst still part be of around. the plan. Yeah. <laughs> how, what, how often do you... Sp- like, you don't spend a lot of time around your friends' uncles, do you? You don't. Like, you spend... You know, like, f- boys from school hang She's around. She's making a very compelling yeah. point. And if you, f- don't, you don't do Christmas mm. with your friends' family. Like, <laughs> it would have been awkward but for But apparently you were going to do sex with your friends' family. <laughs> And also, if people find out, he's going away for about 7 to 10, so it's fine. Like, you're yeah. not going to find out. <laughs> Your planning is sound. The weirdo in this scenario is the man who agreed yeah. to this. Yeah, he's, I mean... Well, yeah. If I had to put money on it, he is in jail by now. <laughs> so, Charlie, do you think this is a true story or do you think it's a false story? Oh, fuck, it's, it's just... It's not a true story. Nah. You are incorrect. It is true. <laughs> I feel so bad. It was just one of those ones where you were like, I hope Josh hasn't made this up. (laughs) You know, when I sent this story through to Josh, I was like, you know, it's weird I've never told you this story before and now that I hear it out loud, I'm extremely sorry I shared it. But I was just... Like, honestly, we just... We were like... We cooked this with my friend and I were like, that's a good idea. Yeah. Let's just get it done that way. And she's like, yeah, he's a good guy. Let's get it done. So we went and we called him from a payphone. And um, we're just hanging out on the streets like teenagers do. And I was like, I called him on a payphone. And I was like, look, this is, a, this is just like a real inconvenience to me. And um, I just thought you could show me what to do. We'll get it done. And he was like, yeah, all right. But, you know, like keep him. Okay, no, I know there's no. I, look, maybe he was just being nice. I never followed up. I really intended to. When I put it to him, I intended to. But it was almost like getting the yes was like, well, tick that off. And then I just never got around to it. I was very busy. Have you lost your virginity? Yeah. Yeah, like I wish this story had happened when I was 18. But the problem is I know that I lost my virginity really soon after turning 18. So it must have been. I was very popular. Um, (laughs) I lost my virginity. How much of this can we edit out? Yeah. Yeah. I'll talk to you after. Okay. Well, but I'm very happy with it. I think it's very funny. All right, at the end of the round, the scores are Celia on one point. Claire on three points. Will now on four points. 
Charlie Pickering sitting on six points. Yes. Uh, this is our final round. Oh. It's called Hoo 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 Hoo. Final round for the year, guys. This is oh. it for the year. All rides on this. Carry over champ for next year. You come back next year. No, here we go. So, And play for it all. In this round, I'll read out ten questions about all of you. If you think you know who it is, buzz in. If you get it right, you get a point. If you get it incorrect, you lose a point. Only round you can lose points. Your names, your buzzers. Here we go. Whose family, when using the toilet, would put a six-foot orange bicycle flag in the hallway as a warning? <laughs> Will. Yes, Will. Charlie. You are correct. It was Charlie, yes. <laughs> there were circumstances around it. Yeah. It was... Do, do you want them? Yeah. Yes. Want... So it was at... It, fuck. It was... <laughs> so it was at um, a holiday house and my dad... It, it had, like, like, it was an old shitty, like, beach shack sort of thing. And so Dad once got seagrass matting for the whole house. But when he put the seagrass matting through the house, he realised that the toilet door wouldn't close because it's stuck on the seagrass matting. And uh, while they were waiting for a solution to that, a bicycle flag was how you let people know not to walk past when you were in the bathroom. But the thing, what, what ended up happening is, is they go like, right, what we've got to do is we've got to cut... We've got to like just cut a centimetre off the bottom of the door so it clears the um, seagrass matting. Turns out it was a hardwood door... And they just had an old rusty saw, and it was like my dad and my grandfather. Grandfather had had like three fucking heart attacks, and he was not going to make it through the day. And um, as they went, like literally from sunrise to sunset, they sawed this fucking like breaks were taken, sandwiches were served. It was the most laborious fucking task, and they cut a centimeter off the door. And then they went and screwed it back on, and realised they'd cut a centimeter off the top of the fucking door. <laughs> So they cut, they went out, the ne- they, they gave it a night, and then they went out the next day, whoopa, whoopa, whole fucking day, and cut, carefully cut a centimetre off, and stuck that centimetre back on top of the door. Yeah. That's Brilliant. fantastic. Next question. Who here once drank Keanu Reeves' Bloody Mary? Charlie. Oh. Yes, Charlie. Uh... Celia Picola. No, it was Will Anderson oh, did that. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I, 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 I like to drink things of people I admire. And it's true. Uh, Steve Waugh, the cricketer, I once drank um, the rest of his tea when I interviewed him on the radio on Triple J. Um, yeah, because I just felt it made me closer to Steve Waugh. <laughs> like I had his spit like we were spit sisters. Yeah. And uh, Keanu Reeves, he was at um, a hotel I was at in LA and he came in and had a Bloody Mary and then he left and left half of his Bloody Mary. So I'm like, I'm going to drink the rest of Keanu Reeves' Bloody Mary. And so I did. Excellent. I love how when you said, I often drink the drinks of people I admire. Charlie put his yeah. beer down. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a hanging high five, isn't it? Question three. Who recently split their pants very badly on stage in front of 1,600 people? Who split their pants? I don't, feel, I don't feel safe guessing. <laughs> in, anyone in the audience? One of, one of these moments where we care more about our relationship with the other people on stage than we do about the competition. I mean, yes, it's Celia. me. It's me. It was me. And it's not the first time. I've done it multiple times. Split my pants a lot. Really good at it. No big deal. No, it was Claire. <laughs> was it really? <laughs> did you do it as well? Yeah. When did you do it? Oh, really recently at the <laughs> <laughs> Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre. I was like, 
for the listener at home, she's doing oh, it on the thigh. Can I say? Oh, yeah, that's right. Can I that's also fine. say it was in the round? All right. And, um, I couldn't leave the stage for an hour because I had to bring the presenters on and then remain. Anyway, so it was. And there was so no corner to hide. Like There's if no it's corner in the round, to hide in the round. You, you well, can't, where yeah. did you I tell did me you all split in the round? I did it all on purpose. So I split jeans all sorry, the time. I'm so in sorry, my, you did it on purpose. Well, yeah. I split jeans all the time, not on purpose, in my regular life. And one day I was had a gig that night. It was a guilty feminist gig, so oh. I done the, that there. But they hadn't split all the way, and I went, "What I'm going to do is I'm going to walk very carefully. I'm going to split them the rest of the way on stage because I think that'll be funny." <laughs> <laughs> so I went, "Guys, on stage for your viewing pleasure, I am going to completely see my jeans." And then I tried. I did a squat, didn't really split, and I did, did a cartwheel, didn't split. Ended up just standing on stage awkwardly, ripping my own jeans off. <laughs> How did they take it? Fine. <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, this is finally me and I'm going to do something wacky and zany, and it was fine. Um, but, yeah, there you go. Yeah, it, but, yeah, it wasn't the... I felt, I felt it start to go, right, as I was about to walk on stage, and, um, and then and so I knew it was, it, was, it was a bit torn, and then one of the presenters, mic pack fell off, and I knelt down to grab his mic pack, and that's when it just went, right, like my... I absolutely destroyed them and then yeah I had to wait a full 40 minutes before I could change them and a woman in the audience as I was leaving was like you should really sort that out oh, you know like as in I, I mean, mean I appreciate it but it's like I I know I mean you Pat, could pretend you hadn't noticed pant makers of the world just hear us and just work okay. on the inner thigh bit just just <laughs> reinforce it because that's Am I wrong? That's where it goes. Yeah. That's where it's always in a thigh. It's always the rubbing bit. You know what you need? Okay, it doesn't matter. Sorry, I went too boring before. Continue. <laughs> it's called a gusset. It just isn't very attractive, but it does prevent tears in the crotch. Okay. Hang on. I'm standing so, by, my, by my decision not to guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm wrapped that I didn't go in on that. But uh, what's a gusset? Oh, so it's like... Um, if you put your thumbs and fingers together and make a diamond like Twinkle Twinkle Little Stars, yeah. uh, star, it's kind of that shape and it's in the crotch of... And some sportswear has that little triangle, oh. like that diamond shape yeah. in the crotch. But it's, it really, like, it means that all of the push-pull in the crotch area is actually, like, reinforced. Whereas if you have the seam right... If you have a cross seam right at the crotch, you're always going to tear that seam. This is a goddamn public will, service announcement. I love it. I'm 36. How is it taking me so long? It changed my life. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's physics. <clears throat> well, of course it is. Oh, no, no, hang on. It's chemistry because it's splitting genes. Ah, <laughs> woo! Come on. Yeah, come on. That's how a joke works, guys. Uh, it was very, very good. Question wow. four. Whose father was once wanted by the police for attempting to shoot the mayor? Charlie. Yes, Charlie. Will. No, it was you, you dipshit, according to your book. What? Oh, your... fuck, yes! <laughs> your father and his good chemist friend... Mm, that's right. ...were shooting stuff in the alleyway. In the alleyway out the back. They, they were inspired by... The, there was a World War II um, TV show called Combat. And they would jump out into the alleyway and go, Combat! Like that. Like, and, and they would Sorry, shoot some old? shit. They were qualified pharmacists. <laughs> <laughs> And on this one particular day, Ever the heard Lord of the Mayor expression of Melbourne. On your own supply. <laughs> <laughs> but the Lord Mayor of Melbourne happened to just be, like, for some unknown fucking reason, was driving down this back alley. Right. And they jumped out and were like, combat! And they thought it was a fucking assassination attempt. Yeah. And they, like, floored it and fucked off. And then investigation ensued. And that was a, and was a rough fucking explanation to the police. <laughs> Are you familiar with the TV show Combat? <laughs> Next question Who here has a Doctor Who character named after them? 
Who has a Doctor Who character named after them? Will. Yes, Will. Celia? You are correct, yeah. Yes. Yep. Oh my, my friend goodness. in the UK. Not on the not on the real one. <laughs> on, on the radio. On the on the radio, on the one of the radio oh, versions of them. Yeah, real. my friend writes that and he named a uh, character after me. His name is Pequolus, he's a centurion, and he gets killed. <laughs> one step closer to the real thing. Spoiler alert. Okay. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, question six. Whose siblings caught around their friends when this person was 12 because they confessed to their sibling they didn't think they would ever kiss someone? Celia? Yes, Celia. Claire. No, oh, it's Charlie Pickering. Yeah. Yeah, no, Claire just would have put a plan together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she would have been going, you got an uncle? You got an uncle? Who's got an uncle? <laughs> Charlie didn't know any uncles. Yeah. Both of my parents were only children. I had limited <laughs> options. <laughs> no, not your own uncle, but also, oh, I wish we hadn't started this. I just want to offer my support to anyone who's even... Oh, honestly. Oh, <laughs> you're going to have to do a trigger warning. You're going to have to now. Don't mind going okay, to great. <laughs> Next question. Who hires a rowing machine for their hotel when they're staying for a long enough time? Oh, gross. Will. I mean, Claire. Claire, you think it's I Will? I don't know. It's not Will, is it? Click, click, click. All right, Charlie. <laughs> wow. It's not Will. It's I not Charlie. It's yeah. Celia. No. Also, love yeah. that your fucking outer that was the disability shaming. So <laughs> hey, hey, don't take another a... fucking trigger warning on yeah. there, Josh. Don't take the fucking moral high ground about disability shaming when you were like, how fucking weird are hook hands? Like... <laughs> You know what? There is actually a big divide in our community. <laughs> the clicky hips and the hook hands. Yes. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Natural enemies. <laughs> I tell you, you can do whatever you like, but don't you ever marry one of those bloody clickies. I mean, the irony is, when you've got bad hips, it's hard to bend over, so a hook hand will be <laughs> <laughs> those ones that's like you know like you what? want one of those ones don't you those hooks that oh like an extender hook yeah, yeah like yeah mm-hmm. grabber a grabber do you know what I was trying to purchase one for my children for mm. Christmas and I had just as much trouble describing them and it's really hard to google search for something when you're like grabber extendy <laughs> thing you know hook that picks things up like you cannot find the if anyone knows what those things are called so I can buy my children one of those things that goes that extends and grabs that would be great thank you <laughs> You'll leave that in, won't you? Yeah, that's saying it. <laughs> All right, next question. Who was the youth of the year according to their home state's Lions Club? It was the Lions Club's... Charlie. Yes, Charlie. Claire Hooper. No, it was oh. Will Anderson. Oh. Victorian Lions Youth of the Year. Yep, absolutely. Ladies. What uh, <laughs> <laughs> idiots. Pretty much as sexy as it sounds. Um, it's a youth public speaking competition and they get people from different states. It's sponsored by the Lions Club. Oh, my God. Did it help you get laid? Uh, actually, it? actually, it once it actually did, yeah. yeah. But um, did it help you meet any lions? <laughs> <laughs> did you fuck a lion? <laughs> and then twenty years later, I went to visit that lion in the desert. <laughs> and he fucking remembered. <laughs> He's like, you might have seen Will. <laughs> we bonded over a conversation about Simba's balls, and I am. Um, <laughs> Next question. Who was asked to take their shoes off before they had a conversation with a Hollywood actor? 
players. So you, can you t- take All your right. shoes off? Claire. Yes, Claire. Charlie. You are correct. Yes, it was Brad Pitt, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh. Why? Uh, it was. It was just we interviewed him on a on a boat, like it was on a yacht on Sydney Harbour. It was like the uh, to be frank, it was the only way the project could get him for an interview was. We'll charter a yacht. You can have it for the rest of the day, but we interview you on the yacht. It's like, yeah. I feel more like uh, this story about you having to take your shoes off was the only way you could jam in an anecdote about you being on a yacht with Brad Pitt. <laughs> That's what I I'm didn't saying. choose this anecdote. <laughs> there is nothing good about this. Like, there's no hero. Like, anyway. But what happened, what was funny was, it was me, Husey, Carrie, all had to take off our shoes, and then Brad Pitt didn't take his shoes off. Because that's Brad Pitt, you don't ask him to take his shoes off. It's a real power play. Yeah. yeah. You can't be, like, an authority with socks on. It was, it was really funny. Like, we were waiting on the boat for him, and he arrived. He was wearing, like, a linen fucking suit. And it was, it was like The Bachelor. Like, it was really like, oh, he's here. Oh, will he like us? It was amazing. Yeah. And we fucked. <laughs> and our final question for the year. I've done well here. Who here gave the finger to Paul Keating? Charlie. Yes, Charlie. Will. You are correct, it was. Yeah. Accidentally. Accidentally. It was when I was working in the press gallery also, and um, one day I was the only person left in the office. Everybody else was out, and uh, I had long hair and an earring, and I had my feet up on the desk, and uh, I heard a voice from the door that just said, since when do they let you wear an earring at the Financial Review? And so I just put my finger up like this, <laughs> and then I turned around and it was Paul Keating. So he was the Prime Minister then. Wow. <laughs> True story. <laughs> Something tells me he would have liked your style. Yeah. I mean, he didn't object, actually. In, in retrospect, he was fine with it. At the end of the game, the scores are Celia McCullough, zero points. <laughs> Claire Hooper on three points. Charlie Pickering on four points. But our winner on six points, Will, Will Anderson. Ah, oh, I've never won before, You've Josh. You've never won? No. Because you win, will you? To plug whatever you want to plug. You oh, got... awesome. Yeah, um, I'm doing three separate stand-up shows next year. I'm doing um, my Will Legal show about being arrested. I'm doing my uh, Will Inform show around the country. And I'm also doing a completely improvised uh, stand-up show in Sydney and uh, Melbourne. So uh, ten shows in each place, completely different um, every night, um, all made up in the room, on the spot. Uh, first time I'm doing it in Melbourne. So ten shows at the Comedy Theatre. It's called What You Talking About, Will? Excellent. Give it for Will Anderson. Claire, where can people see or find you? Yeah, I've got a new show called Biscuits and it will be in Perth Fringe, Adelaide Fringe and Melbourne Comedy Festival. But br- festival, but really short runs in all three yep. cities. Great. Give it Claire Hooper. Charlie, where can people see and find you? Uh, I'll be hosting the New Year's Eve fireworks for the ABC. Yay. Um, and if you've got any uh, anti-authoritarian messages you'd like me to share, <laughs> just hit me up on Twitter. Uh, and you and know then, what? Could you just at some stage turn the camera and just go, on behalf of Australia, steady on, uncles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and no one else will know, but we'll all fucking know. Got a message for the uncles yeah. out there? Check yeah. yourself before Check. you wreck yourself. <laughs> And Australia, I just want to say, in the dying moments of 2019, how cute are baby balls? <laughs> <laughs> Good night. <laughs> <laughs> See you.
sincerely reckon we will see you all fine. Uh, I am not doing a new stand-up show next year. Um, Will's doing one for me. It's very kind of him. Um, <laughs> Nothing. I'm not. Um, uh, we're in the edit of Rose Heaven, so when that comes out, if you'd like to watch that, I believe the first three seasons are up on iView. If you want to. Watch that and see the goat, the pink zoo. Check out that I'm not a liar, but otherwise I'm doing nothing. Hey, right, so nice give up for all the people you saw. God, I'm <laughs> This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. It's not optional. You have to do it. <laughs> We used to go easy on it, but now you have to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.